This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 379 of the Stable Scoop Radio Show. Healthy critters and wild barns. Please support our sponsors as they make this show possible. Our sponsors this week are Weatherbeta and Horselovers.com. We get an update on the award-winning show, Wild About Barns, and we welcome a new show to the Horse Radio Network called Healthy Critters Radio. Plus, a couple of our auditors stop by to challenge Helena in a little game of Thanksgiving trivia. All coming up on today's show. First ever 12-hour live Horse Radio Network Radiothon by Weatherbeta and Horselovers.com is coming fast on Cyber Monday, November 30th, 2015, starting at 9 a.m., running through 9 p.m. Eastern. A full day of holiday fun, unbelievable guests, prizes, and you. Click on the banner at Horseradionetwork.com and learn how you can be part of it. just a little over a week away from the Radiothon. I know. That's going to be my favorite Horse Radio Network episode ever of all time. Well, we'll find out. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm getting a little be. worried now because it's 12 hours live. and We've never done over three hours live. so You're going to be tired and yeah. you're going to need lots to drink to keep your your you know your mouth all moist. And- I know. I'm going to have to have these stocked up. And, and Jennifer already said, well, you know, Helene, or Dr. Wendy's coming up and we're expecting some other guests that day. We have to have party platters. So she's planning a party. And I've given everybody this permission, including the listeners, to start drinking eggnogs at 9 a.m. So you all should be good to go. Good yeah, to go. I, I wonder, how, what are you going to do to, like, keep your butt from going falling asleep? <laughs> I know, I know. I ha- well, that's why Dr. Wendy is here, so hopefully I can get a 10, 15-minute break here or there throughout the day. Uh, okay. And so she that's why she so kindly, graciously offered to come up and help out all day. So 10 she- to 15 minutes is like... I know. An eternity on radio. No, I know. Well, that's why that? Dr. Wendy's going to be here. You know, she's good. She'll 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 help yeah, out. If Plus, anybody can cover you for that yeah. long, it's it's Dr. Wendy. And you know what? You know, we're going to have all you hosts there all day long too. So it's not like you know, it's just going to be Wendy and I all day. It's going to be you guys all day. We have twenty hosts participating. So hey, look, look, I'm not about giving you extra pressure or you know other things to stress about. So what that your equipment is going to be running for twelve hours straight? No big deal. <laughs> yeah, right, so exactly. what that everything. <laughs> has to be lined up perfectly one right after the other like dominoes so that they all fall into place perfectly you know that's not pressure so what the things go wrong internet goes down you live in florida there could be a storm (laughs) you know we are taking that into consideration that we have my brother's place as a backup in case our internet goes down one uh and he's only like a mile away so we're hoping that forget that you have a major sponsor (laughs) who's really going to be expecting webinar.com and horselovers.com uh, yeah, for yeah. two major sponsors, that is that is not your problem. That's not no, an issue. No, not, no, no worries you there just, at all. No, you're good. Well, we do appreciate our sponsors, Weatherbeta and Horselovers.com for sponsoring. And we're going to be giving away $3,000 worth of stuff. And, and i got to admit, our Stable Skip listeners are a little behind. 
Uh, one of the ways that you can be qualified for the $3,000 in prizes is to send us a, a, a voicemail ahead of time, either record it on your phone or just call our voicemail line, which is on the Radiothon website, and we'll tell you how to find that. But all you need to do is one of the, or call us live that day, and you're qualified and in the drawings for the over $3,000 in prizes. So what I haven't, I have only gotten a couple from the Stable Scoop listeners. So we need them to uh, get more involved here and actually send us some voicemails. Okay. They can be simple. We have a lot of overlap, you know. Yeah, we do. We've got and, a lot of scoop listeners who are hit em listeners and driving radio show listeners. But we need you just to send them in. And they can be as simple as just wishing, every, wishing Helene and I a Merry Christmas and your friends and family a Merry Christmas or Happy Hanukkah. We've gotten a Hanukkah one or two in now. They've been kind of funny. Um, so it can be any of that, as simple as that, or you can make go a, go for the gusto, write a song, or sing a holiday favorite. We don't care. Uh, write a poem, whatever creative thing you come up with. We've gotten some really clever ones in. So that's how you can participate. Just go to stablescoop.com and, or horseradionetwork.com and click on the Radiothon banner in the beginning of the page. What you do need to know is Helena will be joining us for an hour, and we'll have the Stable Scoop Hour at noon on November 30th. It's Cyber Monday. So at noontime, uh, Helena's stopping by. One of our special guests already booked is Templeton Thompson. Yay! And she'll be stopping by. You know, you can't be a party without Tempe. So she'll be here. And then we have some other guests that uh, we're booking for that hour. So join us then. That should be a lot of fun. And, uh, of course, we want you to call in live that day, too, and tell us about your favorite horsey holiday memory. That's the theme of the day. And that qualifies you for the prizes. Do you want to hear about some of the prizes? I do. We have them all done on the Radiothon webpage now, and there's a lot. We have Benefabs. There's a grand prize at the end of the day that somebody's going to win all four of these things. A Benefab Rejuvenate Smart Scrim Sheet worth $350. That's one Mm. of the ceramic ones. Uh, Two half gallons of Store No More liniment and gelatin for worth almost $200. A $270 pair of Dublin Lifestyle Boots. The really fancy ones, you know, like the country boots. And a $229 Weatherby to Freestyle 1200 Denier Medium Blanket. One person is going to win all those prizes as the grand prize at the end of the day. And then all wow. day long, we have Total Saddle Fit giving away shoulder relief girths. We have the Horse and Hunk Calendars. Ooh, for all you ladies, that's a good one. Oh, <laughs> we oh, have. I might uh, call in and pretend to be a listener just to win that. We have. Oh, that and the shoulder relief girth. Yeah, that, I'd be happy with those two. You'll things. be happy with the next one too. We are giving away five pairs, and this is five hundred dollars worth of Cavallo ELB hoof boots that day. So Cavallo oh. boots, five pairs of those. Boy oh boy, bridal works with some very fancy belts. Uh, uh, they're giving away and brow bands. Uh, we have on our show, on our 12 o'clock stable scoop, we're giving away a pair of the Smooth Stride riding jeans that you love and Jennifer loves, worth $120. Um, we have saddle pads. We have farm signs. We have halters, uh, rider sleeves. We've got books. We've got absorbing prize packs. All kinds of stuff all day long. And as I said, that's over $3,000 in value. So uh, you definitely want to participate either by sending a voicemail or, or calling in live that day. We want to hear from our listeners. More than just prizes, we want to talk to you. 
So definitely give us a call. And every all the details, phone numbers, everything are on the website. Just check it out. Follow any one of our websites, and you'll see the link for the Radiothon site. Can we mention one other quick thing before we get into the show? Oh, gosh, yes. And we want to thank WeatherVita and Horselovers.com is sponsoring the, uh, we'll, we'll hear from them a little bit later on, but they're actually sponsoring the voicemail line, but WeatherVita is the title sponsor of the whole thing. So we do appreciate WeatherVita, uh, you know, giving their support, and you'll hear about them, uh, more about them on the Radiothon segment. And next week, we'll be recording our our equestrian collection special on things that you can buy for the holidays for gifts. So our gift buying guide is next week. Now we uh, had the opportunity yesterday to get one of the big interviews that we've had here in the horse radio network. And that was George Morris. Uh, we got to interview him on the Horses in the Morning show. If you missed that, go head over to Horses in the Morning, and you'll find it on Wednesday's show. It was very interesting. We got George talking about his history and his past. Uh, I thought Jamie did a great job with the interview, and it wasn't about training. This was about George. So w- Jennifer worked nine months to get this interview set up, um, and it was very interesting. And I think a couple of things he says are going to surprise you, even for George Morris. So... Uh, you have to definitely take a listen to that. And then we're going to hear about all other kinds of things going on at the Horse Radio Network, including right after this word from horselovers.com. We have a new show coming up Yay. on the Horse Radio Network. Do you want to hear about that, Helena? I do because I, I've heard a teeny bit about it, but leak I it. kept leak you it. in the dark. We're going to talk to Tigger Montague coming up. She is the founder of Biostar US and has a new show coming out called Healthy Critters Radio. Well, Helena, obviously shopping for horse stuff is always a lot of fun, but especially at the holidays. And we want to direct you to horselovers.com. They have a sweepstakes going on right now, plus a lot of holiday stuff coming up to help you in with all of your shopping needs, whether you're shopping for friends or family or people in your barn or your coach, whoever it happens to be. Horselovers.com and equestriancollections.com are the two companies that can make that happen. Right now, there's doing a Disney giveaway sweepstakes. You sign up and a winner has the chance to head to Disney World and do all the horsey stuff at Disney World that we got to do recently in our visit. You can ride horses, carriage rides, the whole thing. This is an equestrian package to Disney World. You, You can find out all the details by going to horselovers.com slash sweeps. It's easy to sign up, and you'll want to do that today. Also, they have coming up a holiday shopping guide that you'll see in the member issues of all the AIM magazines. You'll see starting very shortly, and we'll let you know about it, the 45 Days of Christmas Deal of the Day countdown calendar. Deals, deals, and more deals for a great shopping experience. They also have their ordinary daily flash sales that happen at horselovers.com. You'll see a link to it on the home page. Every day is a holiday. One product, 24 hours. Amazing prices while supplies last, so get them early and often. That's going on right now. Plus, they'll have lots of great brands and all kinds of things going on for the holidays. Head on over to horselovers.com for all of your holiday shopping needs. And stay tuned next week as we bring you the Gift Buyer's Guide with our friends and the sister company to Horse Lovers, equestriancollections.com. Tigger, welcome to the show. Hey, Glenn. 
It's so good to have you on, and welcome to you as the the newest host of the Horse Radio Network. I know. I'm so excited. It's like a whole new career. It is. It is it for is. you, yeah. And you have a partner who's not with us today. A partner in crime. <laughs> but and, and she yes. has to be the funniest dressage rider I've ever heard. By uh, the absolutely. Way. I think if she wasn't a dressage rider, she would have had a great career as a stand-up comedian. She is really funny. She really is. You guys are doing the show, Healthy Critters Radio, like I said yes. in the introduction. We have one episode out so far, uh, so that the first episode is out, that everybody can go listen to it, healthycrittersradio.com. And for the first time in the Horse Radio Network, this show is not just about horses. Nope. It's about dogs and cats and llamas and sheep and chickens and every critter you can think of. And we're calling it Healthy Critters Radio because it really does focus on the health of the critter. Yes. I love the fact that it's about the other things because all of us horse people have, you know, I can't tell you how many of our listeners have chickens. A ton of our listeners have chickens. Everybody has cats and dogs. Yes. So, And we've really kind of ignored that over the years. We've done episodes on it, but we've never really focused on it. So I'm glad that, that somebody is. Yeah, and I, you know, I think wildlife needs to be included, mostly because they're just so interesting. That is a great point, too, because those of us who have farms and live with large animals very often come into contact with wildlife, <laughs> yes. more so than our suburban friends, because, yes. you know, they'll they'll visit in the suburb, suburbs, but they want to come and hang out for a while, watch a movie when you live out here in farmland. So yes. knowing what to do with them and how to interact with them so that everybody stays healthy is a really good topic. I will for sure be tuning in for that segment. Oh, excellent. And tell us a little bit about the content on the show. Well, we are unique in that we do have a talking Pomeranian. <laughs> yes, a Pomeranian po- doggy. I used to have a Pika Pom, so I got to be honest. When <laughs> oh my I god, did, you guys and your crazy dogs! <laughs> I used to have a Pika Pom. I think he was an accident. Actually, it wasn't intentional. Um, <laughs> it was an accident. <laughs> it was an accident. Yeah. So now I used to have one. So when you said you were going to have a talking Pomeranian on the show that was going to answer listener questions, I was concerned because this do- this little dog was a pain in the ass. So I, I got to tell you that when I first heard the the segment, I just cracked up. As a matter of fact, I, I I left the studio and Jennifer said, what were you laughing at? This Pomeranian has an attitude. Oh, totally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this this Pomeranian is running for president, so yes. we, we can't forget her, her presidential campaign, which will come into uh, Healthy Critters every once in a while. But she also has some very profound feelings and impressions on being a dog in a human world. Yes, she does. Ah, You know, you can't approach anything having to do with animals without a good sense of humor. And if you have a Pomeranian who also has a sense of humor, (laughs) I think we're going to learn some stuff here. I think we're going to learn a lot. His name or her name is Hedwig. 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 Of course it is. Of course it is. (laughs) Isn't that perfect? Hedwig has has her own Facebook page. Yes, she does. Ask Hedwig. Ask Hedwig. Yeah, ask Hedwig is what it is. Signing up right now. (laughs) (laughs) And Um, then you you do a segment because you're part of Biostar. U.S., which is a, a a Whole Foods company for horse or for all animals, actually. Well, no, only for right now, only for horses and and dogs. Whether we get into chickens and llamas and sheep, I'll let you know. Okay, you let me know when you do. <laughs> but you do a segment on nutrition, which is very interesting. 
Yeah, I think it's important in, in having a radio show that we, as much fun as we have, and, and for Patty and I, this we've only done, you know, one show with another one just in the can. It, it's so much fun to be with somebody that you really get along with and get to talk about your favorite subjects, which are, which are animals. But I think it's important for people to be able to have access to really concise nutritional information because there is so much misinformation out there. And you do a great job with that. You really, really do. And you, you make it easy. If I understand it, anybody can. So <laughs> I, that's, the, that's my gauge, you know. And, uh, and you I, want to call the segment Nutrition for Dummies? Yeah, well, that would be me. And I get it. I mean, I, I understood it. So, that, so that's good. And, and that's you a do, big deal. You is. know, Glenn gets bored easily. Actually, most of us get bored easily. So if you can yeah. keep him entertained and informed, that's well, quite I also think the whole subject of nutrition, the word nutrition, you immediately everyone goes, oh, my God, this is way over my head. Yep. Yeah, there's some geeks out there who can make it a little bit – who can just <laughs> deliver it in its full complicated mess. I'm yeah. like, uh, just give me a bag, put a label on right? it, tell me how, uh, uh, how many bags a day do I need to feed, put this in front of my horse. I'll tell like, you how informative this is. The first segment on nutrition in the first episode, which you can listen to at HealthyCurtisRadio.com, um, and it will be on our app here shortly. It's on iTunes and all that. But the first segment was on hemp for horses. <laughs> Perfect. Because <laughs> it's not just for smoking anymore. <laughs> Too bad. <laughs> so, Tigger, to what, what, how did you decide to come up? What was it that motivated you or inspired you to come up with... Um, Tell me again the name. It's Healthy Critters. Healthy Healthy Critters Critters Radio. Radio. Healthy Critters Radio. What made you decide to say, yeah, we got to get some information out here. And of course, it's always fun. But what made you finally decide to pull the trigger? Digger. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I had done some um, spots for another show on horse radio. And I really enjoyed it. And when that particular show was going to go into hiatus for a while, I thought, you know, this might be a really fun thing to do. And I'm one of those people that really likes to stretch myself. So getting into a whole new uh, area of communication was very exciting to me. And, and I love the whole concept of podcasting. I think it's the future. So... I, I'm I'm loving this experience, and that's why I call Glenn up and say, "Yo, Glenn, <laughs> what do you think of this idea?" And, I, uh-huh. and, and I Glenn was like, was like yes. "It's awesome! It's awesome! Come join us." Well, he was until I said, "And then we're going to have a talking pomeranian." Yeah, that got me a little bit. I did. I did it. <laughs> but that's only because my experience with pomeranians. You know, you guys did a segment of be an episode two that we recorded the other night. And, and Helena, you're going to love this. Okay. They, they, uh, her and Patty each selected the dog breed that they thought would best fit the presidential candidates. <laughs> and it was hilarious. Okay. They came up with the perfect dog breeds to fit. So if, you, if you're wondering if Donald Trump was a dog breed, what he would be, or, or Hillary, they came up with the perfect ones. They really did. It was really, it was really kind of funny. I actually want to put a, uh, I want to put a meme together that puts the two side by side. 
You know, oh, the, that would be the so candidate cool. and the Patty dog. Send you yeah, hers? yeah, she did. Okay. So I want to get pictures of the two <laughs> and put them side by side with our pics of the uh, of the dog breeds. So <laughs> yeah, I you know I think laughter is is such a profoundly important human experience, and it lightens the load and the way things are in the world right now. Having something to laugh about. It, it lifts your spirit. It, it, it really can change your, your metabolism. And I often walk into barns and the horses, it's very quiet, which is very nice, or it can be really noisy, but there's this lack of joyousness. And the horses mm. really pick up on that. You know, if you walk into a barn and you're smiling and laughing and the horses go, oh, I like this energy a lot. You know, we have talked about that on the show here, Helena, that when you walk in a barn, you immediately get a feeling. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yes. don't you? Every barn you walk into, you get a feeling. And sometimes it's good and sometimes it's not good. But Right. You do and get the a horses feeling. are so sensitive to it. You know, barn drama is, in my opinion, one of the sources of stress and ulcers in horses is that the humans just get so... And the people. (laughs) Well, yes. (laughs) And people, yeah. No, she's right. You know, that vibrational energy that you put out subconsciously. I mean, you you know, you take one Monty Roberts class and you figure this stuff out really quick, just how powerful your energy is. I mean, so many of us go around, we have no idea what we're emitting. But you walk into a barn and a lot of times... Those horses are a direct, their behavior is a direct reflection of the energy that comes from the alpha mare, which is usually usually a 30 or 40 something year old trainer who, you know, works with 13 year olds and acts like a 13 year old. Sorry. (laughs) Rant over. It happens though, right? But you know, what would be a really good antidote to those situations is, is horse radio. You know, to be able to have... No, no, wait a minute, wait a minute. We do a very serious show here at Stable Scoop. Yeah, right. There's no laughter. Talk about acting like 13-year-olds. Yeah, there's no laughter here. We don't don't permit that on this show. Uh, But just imagine what it would be like to, you know, for that kind of energy to be pouring through a barn in the morning. Yeah. Well, we appreciate you and thank you so much for joining the Horse Radio Network. It's healthycrittersradio.com. As I said, it's on iTunes. You can just search for it. And also, if you listen through our app, it'll be up there in the next week or so. The app developer is submitting it now, has to get approved, and then it'll be up. Uh, you can also listen to it online, either at horseradionetwork.com or healthycrittersradio.com. Episode is one is there. Give it a try. <laughs> Woo-hoo! Thanks, Tigger. Hey, thanks, thanks Glenn. Bye. Oh, BiostarUS.com. Oh, yeah, BiostarUS.com is the uh, company that we were Sponsor. talking about. Yes, BiostarUS. See, we always forget US. the business part. I know. We, we do the fun, <laughs> chatty part, and then we're like, oh, wait, we have livelihoods. And they do have some, glad I remembered. <laughs> they do have some terrific products, too. BiostarUS.com. Well, yesterday, Helena, they had to do this because they were traveling to New York City today. I had an opportunity to catch up with Pamela Kettle, whose name you might recognize, and Ariel Mm -hmm. Coaster. They are from Wild About Barns, and that's the TV show on Ride TV. Well, now it's the award-winning Wild About Barns, and they're heading to New York City for the Equus Film Festival because they're up for a bunch more awards. 
Good stuff they got with, going on there. They do, and it's a lot of fun. It's a good show. So I had an opportunity to catch up with them and uh, get an update. They had been on our show about a year ago. So let's talk to Pamela and Ariel. Well, hi, Pamela and Ariel. Welcome to the show. Hi, Glenn. Thank you. We're pleased to be back with you. It's been about a year. Yeah, thanks for having us. It's been about a year since we talked to you guys, and your name came up in conversation a couple of weeks ago when we had the organizers of the Equus Film Festival that's coming up in New York City on, and uh, one of the shows that we talked about was Wild About Barnes. So, awesome. So people are talking about you. That's always good. Uh, yes, really. <laughs> like that. So, so now you guys have come a long way since we talked last. When we talked last, Ride TV wasn't really anywhere uh, except online. That was the only place you could find Ride TV. And now tell us, Ride TV is is going big time now. Well, yes, Glenn. Ride TV is uh, becoming a full-fledged network now. We recently, uh, they signed a, a deal with Dish Network. So we're on Dish Network currently on channel 248, which is part of the Heartland package. And so we're in over 4 million homes right now, and we hope to keep growing within their their consumer base there. So we're real excited about that. And I know Wright is too. Uh, so there's lots of good things going on there. And then also, Glenn, we recently signed a deal with the Rural Channel. Oh, that's uh, in, Canada. in Canada. Yeah. So we started airing in Canada on October 24th, and uh, now we're really reaching out to our Canadian fan base, and so far everybody's really happy with it. Isn't it fun when you do all this work and you put it all together, and in the early episodes, in your case, or or us eight years ago when we just first started, there was nobody listening, but it's a lot more rewarding when you know there's actually people watching now. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. You get a little little fearful in the beginning. You're like, oh, gosh, all this hard work. Is it really going to pay off? And when it starts to... uh start to pay off, yeah, you feel really blessed and you feel like all your hard work is worth it. And I I do not envy you guys putting TV together. It is so much more difficult, the whole audio or video thing is so much more difficult than audio, and I just admire anybody that can do that and make it work, so good on you guys. Oh, well, well thank you, Glenn. Yeah, well, you know, video's been my world for the last 30-odd years, and uh I really love it. Uh, I love telling stories. I love the thing I love most about Wild About Barns is getting to tell the unique stories of the barn and the people who built it and the people who lived there and the animals that they kept in there and how they sustained their families. You know, we we have an equine, uh, you know, base, but we also cover all different kinds of barns, historic backyard show barns. So um, that's actually the shooting part of it is kind of our favorite time uh wouldn't you agree ariel yes i i think i think a lot of the the fans and followers really like it just because it, it there's so much variety there and you know it's it's not just seeing barns it's seeing the horses in those barns and the different disciplines in the horse industry and all the different people and so it's the show has such a a wide variety to it that it just it really encompasses the whole horse industry and so it just it makes it so appealing to people well you know too i it has the voyeuristic thing going for it right because what horse person doesn't want to look in anybody else's barn um, absolutely it's kind of got that little thing going on which uh which is something that horse people are especially attuned to absolutely i mean that's why i started the series you know i combine my two love barns and horses and um 
you know, whenever you go to someone's house and they've got a beautiful house, I'm always like, oh, well, can I go look at that beautiful barn first? That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, the horse person coming out. Now, you guys, I want to talk more about the show with you, especially Ariel. I have some questions for you. But mm-hmm. let's first talk about the Equus Film Festival. You guys actually, I can say, are award-winning now. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, we are. Um, Ride actually uh, entered us into the Equus International Film Festival, which was held in Montana in September. And we walked away from that festival with the Best TV Show Award and the, the Merit for Creative Presentation. So Yay. that was really wonderful because, mm-hmm. you know, it showed that our production value is high, the stories are high, the storytelling mm-hmm. is, you know, at the best that it can be. And so we were really thrilled by walking away from there. And we hope that uh, we'll take the same categories at the Equus Film Festival uh, coming up in New York City. We leave tomorrow. Myself, Alyssa McCarthy-Parker is our social media director, and Ariel Coaster is one of our hosts. And we're all three going up to New York tomorrow to attend the festival and meet with everybody. They've got a great lineup of, of horse films and TV shows and vignettes and we're real excited just to get up there and, and meet with all the all the filmmakers. You know, when you met, when if the hypothetical meeting, you walk into the banker's office two years ago and say, "We're we're putting this TV show together about Barnes, and it's going to be the best TV show someday, and it's going to be award winning," <laughs> they would have laughed you out of the office. Well, yeah, that's why I didn't go that route. When I kind of went to the bank with Pamela Kettle and, uh, you know, had a little dialogue going on with myself and said, well, what the heck, you know, let's give it a go. I'm, you know, I, my, one of my favorite quotes is from Helen Keller, and it says, life is either a daring adventure or nothing at all. And I've pretty much lived that way my whole life. And I, I just thought this was a, a series that horse people would, would really embrace and love and, and, you know, people are really responding. I mean, we're up to over 35,000 followers on Facebook, 2,500 on Instagram. Our Pinterest pages are growing. We now have a YouTube channel. So people are really, really responding. Well, you know, I think part of it, too, is, uh, you know, you you see all the shows on RFD, and they tend to have a model. It's trainers in a round pen, right? Um, and mm-hmm. they're really, until Ride TV and you guys and the other shows they have on Ride TV came along, there was nothing really different. You know, it was all training shows, and, you know, uh, you can watch only so many of those in a day, and then you want to be entertained, <laughs> right? You, you, exactly. You, and, and that's what it's all about. You want to be entertained. Maybe you learn a little something along the way, but first and foremost, at some point during the day, you want to be entertained. And, Absolutely. And that's what you guys do. Ariel, what, what's been the one shoot that has surprised you the most? That surprised me? Um, you know, it, it's probably been when we were in Florida... Um, kind of last minute, um, I went swimming with a gypsy banner horse out in the lake Mm -hmm. (laughs) and, um, I'm not a great swimmer. So I I was, I was a little nervous about that one. And so that, that took me a little bit by surprise, but. Well, they have uh, a lot of hair you can grab onto. That's something. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. And then the horse, you know, it it took care of me. And when I, I rolled off its back and it it turned around and it came back for me like, Oh my gosh, you fell off. Are you okay? (laughs) It was, it was such a blast though. It was, it was completely such a thrill. Um, but but yeah, it was a little bit of a shock. Push and fall (laughs) into the water. I mean, you know, you didn't hurt yourself. (laughs) I wouldn't put you into that many, uh, you know, I've made a defaulting on a horse, Glenn. Uh, great Appaloosas. Uh, cause she comes from the hunter jumper world. So, 
uh, it's fun. And what I love about Ariel is that she's just, and Ingrid too, is that they're just willing to get on any horse that I tell them to get on, you know, which is great. Well, that's what makes the show. If they were saying no all the time, it wouldn't. It would be much fun. Uh, but <laughs> yeah, I, I kind of think it's fun putting jumper riders in situations they're not used to, which is anything out of the ring. So it's <laughs> there. You go. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Well, we did put her back on a hunter jumper when we visited Carriage Hill Farms in Delray Beach, Florida, and she got to train with oh, Jane Tennessee, yeah. who's just one of the top hunter jumper trainers in the country. And uh, we we put her on a horse, and she did some riding with Jane. And then we went down and we profiled one of uh, Carriage Hill's star riders, Haley Iannotti, at Wellington. So we got to follow her there, and she's now at Auburn on a full ride scholarship for riding, and she's just a terrific, terrific competitor. Well, Ariel, I got to tell you then, uh, we we do a live show, Horses in the Morning. Every morning it's our most popular show. And mm-hmm. this morning we had George Morris on for the first time. Uh, really? So wow. that was interesting. He doesn't do many radio interviews. And uh, we actually got to talk to him a little bit about his life pre-horses and his life in the theater. And, and he, was a, he was in the theater for a couple of years in New York. I did not know that. Yeah, there wow. was a lot of things in this that we nobody <laughs> knew that we managed to get out of him. And uh, he was an excellent guest. It really ended up turning out well. My co-host Jamie was as nervous. We, you know, we interviewed Charlie Daniels <laughs> last week. And we've interviewed some of the top trainers, you know top people in the horse world and I, she was mm-hmm. nervous for this one um i would be too yeah i think absolutely. she was pretty con- <laughs> you know <laughs> yes i think she was pretty concerned that he was going to call her names and uh, uh, <laughs> not even on a horse or kind of. yeah exactly well, he's, he's kind of uh, all business all the time but you yeah know, but you know what she got him to laugh this morning trainer. she got That's him awesome. to laugh hey! so, that, so well i think she deserves a gold medal for that hey. one but, yeah, so it's a lot of fun. And, you know, I know you guys have the same kind of fun we do. We're doing something we love, and you're right. The most fun part we have, I always said if all I had to do was do the talking part of the shows and none of the other stuff, I'd have the mm-hmm. best job in the world, you know? Uh, well, exactly. Yeah. But you guys, too, it's the same way. Well, well, you know, there's another there's another segment. Um, we try to keep our website fairly, you know, interactive with lots of new stuff. So we have a new segment that's coming up on our website in December and it's called Ask the Barn Expert and we've partnered with the phenomenal architect, barn architect John Blackburn. Oh Blackburn yeah, he's been on our show many times. Yeah. Yes, well he just, you know, he just published a book, Healthy Stables, yep. and he's just a preeminent barn builder and mm-hmm. uh, so he's our barn expert. So what we did is we reached out to our social media fans and we said, "Hey, you got some barn issues? Send them in to us with some pictures." So we got an overwhelming response, and we picked 10 of them. So once a week, we'll release this barn expert and what he, that, that we flew up to Virginia and shot with him. And he gives some really solid advice with some supporting visuals on how people can, you know, fix their barns, their slab problems. Airflow, airflow, airflow. Exactly. <laughs> and uh, so we're really excited about that. So that'll launch on our website, wildaboutbarns.com, on December 1st, and then they'll It'll, there'll be 10 of them, and they'll run once a week. So we're really excited about that as well. And John's just been a great supporter of our show. Well, you have a great website, mm-hmm. too. Thank you guys for joining me. I really appreciate it. Good luck this weekend. We'll be looking for the results. Well, yes, thank you. Thank we you will so absolutely uh, we will call you and let you know how we did. But go wild about barns. And what's the website again? <laughs> Give the website. Uh, 
wildaboutbarns.com. Wildaboutbarns.com, and they are also, mm-hmm. uh, you can find uh, ridetv.com. And also, I believe, I'm trying to think of what the uh, Canadian website the is. The Rural Channel, the ruralchannel.com. The ruralchannel.com, mm-hmm. very good. Thanks, and guys. And then also we have, our, we have our Facebook, our Twitter, our Pinterest, and, our, and then they can type in Wild About Barns on YouTube, and they can go to our YouTube channel, and you can watch all the segments. Great. Thanks a bunch. All right, Glenn. Thank, thank you. you. Cut right there. Good job. Perfect. Yay. Okay, awesome. When will that be on? This will be on Stable Scoop, which comes out on Friday. Um, so I'll right. send you a link when it comes out so you'll have Perfect. it. And then uh, we'll be watching for you this weekend. Uh, you know, if it wasn't in New York City, we'd probably go. But it's just so yeah. expensive to do the New York City trip. that That's the reason we we haven't gone yet. Yeah, no, I understand, but you know, believe it or not, I got some really cheap flights, $190 round trip. The on flight's what? the cheap part. It's are the hotels kidding? that are the wow. <laughs> killer. Uh, that's insane. Yeah. Of course, the housing kills you, but... Um, that's right. You know, I could fly up there it, from Orlando for about 100 bucks, right? But, boy, it, it's the hotels at $400 a night that... Yeah. yeah. Well, John Blackburn's going to be there, and uh, we're excited to see him again, and... Um, I'm just excited to meet all the artists and stuff up there. There's some really, really good films that are going to be uh, mm-hmm. premiering at the festival, so I'm really excited about that. So I'll definitely give you a call. Do on you that. have the tickets? Have you seen Unbranded yet? I have not. Oh, no. We um, we actually talked to them when they were alive on the air, when they were on the trail in Montana someplace, oh, when they were doing <laughs> it. Um, and uh, we, we're actually going to see it in a couple of weeks. We have our tickets. To see. We haven't seen it yet, but I, all of our listeners that have seen it said it's unbelievable. So if you get a chance, yeah, see it on the big yeah, screen. Yeah, that's definitely on my list when we're there, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. for sure. I think it's going to be one of the highlights of the show there, for sure. I agree. Well, have fun in New York, guys. Thanks. Uh, so. Eat some Thanks pizza so for me. For <laughs> I will. <laughs> all right. Take care. Okay, take care. Bye. Bye-bye. Thanks. Bye-bye. Well, that was fun. You know, I'm so glad that Ride TV has been picked up by Dish Network now. So, that you know, some fun horsey programs getting out there. Uh, the Canadians have also started to pick up some of the programs from Ride TV. So I think it's really cool that now that now Wild Bow Barnes is in front of 4 million people. So good for them. Yeah. Good wow. for them. How can we get Stable Scoop on a TV network? But that requires video, doesn't it? And then you and I yeah. have to look good and put on makeup and stuff. Ugh. No, that yeah, won't work. That won't work. <laughs> no, that won't work. Well, let's do something. Let's do something instead of that. We can get like fancy people to play us. Yeah, and then we, we could, could get just actors. do the voiceovers. We could get actors. Yes. Yeah. Like, who, Brad if Pitt you could pick could an play actor, me. who would you pick? Brad Pitt. <laughs> <laughs> How about McConaughey? He could play me. I'm sexy and debonair. Uh, Matthew, Matthew McConaughey. McConaughey. Yeah, no, I'm I'm just dreaming here. Only now I'm not even close. Uh, oh, you right, can get yeah, Jennifer yeah. Lawrence. Yes, I. You know what? <laughs> I watched The Hunger Games last night for the first time. Really? And she's good. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. she's hot too. So you got she's that going cute, yeah. and she's like a normal person. She's just like she's. I like her. Yeah. If you ever see an down. interview with her, she is just plain down to earth. Uh, no, I yeah. haven't. But, yeah, you okay. have to watch some interviews with her. She is very down to earth. Yeah, she's cool. And, of course, I'm, we're so excited because the uh, next Hunger Games movie is coming out this week. So tomorrow, we'll be there this weekend. We'll definitely be there watching it.
Oh, like you're going to the movies to watch? Oh it? yeah, 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 yeah. We love Hunger Games. I read all the books and then uh, watched all the movies. So oh. uh, I had read all the books. I was a huge fan, and Jennifer hadn't read the books, but now she's watched the movies and gotten into it that way. But yeah, I was a huge fan, and this is the final in the in the series. So you're right. You do have to kind of see them in order. They don't make sense if you don't see them in order. In my yeah, 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 yeah. So now I'm a little bit excited that I get to see them. And you can watch all three and then go to the movies. Oh, you mean for the new one? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. So get to it. Well, I was I was excited to see Lenny Kravitz in the movie because I love Lenny Kravitz. I know. I don't know the last time I've seen Lenny Kravitz in a movie. So. I know. Yeah. I, I, he hasn't really been in many. They've but done he's, a good job. I, like I will say this, too. The movies have done a good job in replicating the books. Okay. Yep. They were, now, the books obviously were more detailed, like always, kind of yeah. like the Harry Potter books, but uh, they've done an excellent job. They really stuck true, and Jennifer Lawrence is exactly what I pictured when I read the books, so she did, you know. So good casting. Good casting, good yep, casting. and she looks really good in those black outfits, so I'll give her that, too. <laughs> all right. Well, come- <laughs> all right, see, we could go on and talk about movies all day long. Coming up next, we have a special fun treat for you. We have two of our auditors, Celeste Coulter and Ruby Kaufman, coming on to play Helena in a game of Thanksgiving trivia, basically because we didn't feel like working any harder than that, so we're just going to have some fun talking about Thanksgiving coming up next week. Well, now, as we said, it is time for a Thanksgiving trivia game because, to be honest, we had, Helene and I were like in, in uh, holiday mode and didn't really feel like working too hard today. So uh, we have elicited the help of two of our auditors here on the network. We have Celeste with us. Hi, Celeste. Hi. And what state are you in, Celeste? Not state of mind. What physical state are you in? <laughs> Vacation? No, I'm in Virginia. Virginia, and you have a brand new baby, right? Yeah, she's so cute. Tell everybody real quick about your brand new baby. And we're not talking about a baby baby. We're talking about a four-legged baby. Oh, yeah. No, we don't do human babies. Um, (laughs) She's a little five-month-old. She's almost five-month-old now. Um, Thoroughbred Philly, and uh, she just got to go out with all the boys this past weekend. So she's learning the ropes of being a pasture pony. Oh, how old is she? Say, I missed that. She's three months old. Five months. Five months old. Okay. She's She's cute as a Dickens. Yeah, no kidding. (laughs) (laughs) All right, and then competing against you, we have one of our longtime listeners, Ruby, who's from Arizona. Hi, Ruby. Hi, Glenn. Shouldn't you be in school today? I'm homeschooled, so oh, okay. So, <laughs> I just had to take a so you can break. say you can say, "Hey, I'm taking a break to play a trivia game." It's educational. Yeah, yeah that's right. It is edu- this is her recess. This is her recess, recess time. That's right. Uh-huh. Recess. Yep. Had a girl, Ruby. <laughs> now, Ruby, this might be a sensitive subject for you today because we're talking about Thanksgiving trivia, and I know you have birds of all kinds. Uh, yes, we have tens and tens of uh, uh, birds. Chickens, birds being, turkeys. Uh, turkeys and chickens. <laughs> okay. Well, we're going to be talking about turkey today, so uh, I, I don't mean this personally is what I'm trying to say. Uh, <laughs> so, all right. And I've seen you actually modeling with some of your turkeys and chickens, and they're very cute. Yeah. I love my feathered babies. <laughs> very cute. And Although they're all going to get eaten at some point in and time. And what <laughs> What Helena doesn't know about you, and this is very unusual for a teenager, is you are a bird watcher, serious like. Mm, oh yeah, awesome! She takes bird watching trips and everything. That's mm. just like Margaret, our old friend Margaret, who oh, was is she a, a bird serious watcher? bird. Yes, yeah. oh yes, yes, yes. 
And yes. this is there are not a lot of uh, teenage bird watchers, are there, Ruby? No, there isn't. <laughs> Although I did meet a whole bunch of them when I went to a, a birding camp this uh, past summer. I was so happy. It was like, there's actually people my age who are crazy about this stuff as I am. <laughs> okay. Oh, how nice. I'm still it's... stuck on the fact that there was a birding camp. Uh, that, <laughs> yes. <laughs> there's a camp for everything now, Glenn. If you have a passion, if you love it, there's a camp for it. And that's a good thing. Yeah, there's actually two different ones. There's one in Colorado and there's one, um, I don't know, somewhere back east. I think in like Pennsylvania or something. <laughs> Got it. And I, th- mm. I seem to have lost Celeste, so I'm just going to add her back into the conversation here. Um, well, it's good to have you on here, Ruby. We really appreciate it. Here comes Celeste. We'll add her back in. I don't know what Alrighty. happened. Are you back with us, Celeste? What happened? I don't yeah. know. We're just <laughs> here so talking weird. to Ruby, and you're gone. So I did. I heard. I heard. Hi, Ruby, and then silence. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're good to have you back. We'll we'll hope you stay. Now. All, right. All right. This is how it's going to yeah. work. You three are competing against each other. There's no real prize, although I have been told. Uh, by a little birdie today in the auditor's room. By the way, we should explain what an auditor is. An auditor is a listener who who has generously donated a certain amount of money every month to the Horse Radio Network and our hosts. Uh, it can be as little as a dollar a month, and we have some auditors giving as much as $25 a month if you like our programming and want to contribute a bit. And part of that, of course, goes to Helena. And uh, we appreciate our auditors. We have about 80 of them now. And, but there's lots of benefits uh-huh. of being an auditor. Like we always, they have their own room on Facebook, which is very active, isn't it, guys? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Yeah, they all talk there's to each other. And we have little offerings that we do just for our auditors. So that's all there. Plus, they get the blooper reels and that yeah. nobody else does, <laughs> which is a be a new one of that coming out right after the Radiothon. So uh, we're, <laughs> it's good to have you guys aboard. Now, this is the way it's going to work. I'm going to ask you questions in rotation. And these are all about uh, Thanksgiving. And most of them are, are multiple choice. So it won't be that hard. So, uh, all right, we'll start with Ruby because she's the uh, she's the youngest here. So we'll, uh. <laughs> we'll start with Ruby. Ruby, the first question is: Oh, by the way, if you get it right, you'll hear a bell, and if you get it wrong, you're going to hear the high school basketball buzzer. That one right mm-hmm. there. So, God, that brings back memories. Um, uh-huh. Not all of them good. So. <laughs> So, Ruby, what state produces the most turkeys for Thanksgiving? And a multiple choice. Oh, my. Indiana, Virginia, Arkansas, or Minnesota? Oh. Hmm. I'm just Indiana. <laughs> oh. Okay, now it's open for the steal now. Do either one of you want to guess? Helena? Celeste? I'll make a random guess. Yeah, okay, Celeste. Arkansas. Dang. Maryland. Maryland. Oh, that wasn't even on the list. So you get... (laughs) It was two. You get two of those. (laughs) Wait, Maryland was not on the list? Repeat them. It was Indiana, Virginia, Arkansas, or Minnesota. And oh, actually I got the- Virginia and Minnesota mixed <laughs> up and came up with Maryland. <laughs> That's how I cook, too, you know. <laughs> so, actually, it was Minnesota produces the most turkeys. I, really. I, thought, but I, yeah. went with I should win like because I got the M state. You got, you got the M right. You're the closest to Lena. That's right. 
All right, <laughs> Helena. By the way, can you keep score? I can't do. I can't do that. No, all of I gotta. I gotta get. All right, I gotta beat on and keep score. Fine. Yes. So who's? I get this one because I got the M state. No. <laughs> Uh-huh. Yes. So right, that was a bad them. idea having Helena keep score. <laughs> Wait, so we have Celeste, Ruby, and Helena, and we all have big fat zeros. Zeros, yeah, that would be it. Yeah, yep. Okay. yep. All right, zeros. Celeste, you're up next. <clears throat> okay. What is the average annual consumption of turkey by Americans? Is it six pounds, 12 pounds, or 16 pounds? Like, Per person? Per person. Annually? Average annual consumption of turkey by Americans. Yep, per person. Tw- so what six, are the 12, again? 6, 12, or 16. And no Googling. Uh, that includes you, Helena. Uh, nope, I'm not Googling. I thought you meant like on Thanksgiving. Or no, the, no, no, no. Just crap. Per, um, annual. Yep. Uh, annual. Okay, I'll say 16 annually. Yay! Woohoo! You got that right. It is 16 pounds. <laughs> That's correct. I think I'm a little short. Do you guys eat 16 pounds of turkey a year? I'm yeah, I eat a lot. Like lunch meats and stuff. That's that probably eat more. We raise our own. Yeah, that's yeah, true. We oh. have, yeah. I eat my neighbor's turkeys. Do you? <laughs> With their permission? <laughs> They sell them. Oh, okay. Just thought I'd ask. Yeah. I could see Helena out there. Helena out there at three in the morning stealing the turkey. I would. <laughs> hey, that is not beyond me. That's one way to get Thanksgiving dinner. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not that way. I guess right. I don't eat a lot of turkey between like Thanksgiving and Christmas. I, you know, because we don't eat turkey lunch meat. I think that's a big consumer, right? Of, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 I didn't I think about think. that. Yeah. I we think eat a lot of that. Yeah. That's where it has to come from, I think. Well, all right. Now, so we got one point there for Celeste. Uh, Helena, you are next up. Okay. How many questions does the Butterball Turkey Helpline answer each Thanksgiving? And this is multiple choice. Okay. 25,000, 100,000, or 250,000 questions that they get on the Butterball Turkey Line? I'm going to say 250,000. I'm sorry. Do you guys have a guess? Uh, Ruby? Uh, what were the options again? 25, 100, or 250,000? I'm going to say 100. 100,000. That's correct. Woo! All right. Now, who was that, Celeste? Ruby. Yeah, yeah, Ruby. Ruby. Okay. Boy, your, your voices are a lot alike. All right. So, uh, <laughs> so Ruby got the point there. And Helena, so it's one one big fat zero for Helena's. What I'm mm-hmm. understanding, yeah. <laughs> I wish I was going to lose. That's okay. I'm happy with my role as last, as a uh, as town er, as the uh, jester of the court. <laughs> so you're happy. <laughs> yeah, we don't have any responsibilities. That's we can true. just be as dense as we want to be. That, All and right. they very seldom ended up in the torture chamber. So you know that's good too. Yep. All right, back to Ruby. What percentage uh, of Americans eat turkey on Thanksgiving? What percentage of Americans eat turkey on Thanksgiving? And it's you have to be within 10%. So I'm looking for a guess. Oh, what percentage? Hmm, I'm going to say 70%. <sighs> Helena, for the steal. <laughs> Repeat the question for me. What percentage of Americans eat turkey on Thanksgiving? And I'll I'll give you within ten percent. Oh, okay, good percentage. Um, sixty-five. Oh. Celeste. I'm gonna guess eighty-five. 
That is almost exactly right. Ooh. Oh, wow. <laughs> it's 88%. Yep. Wow. And 35% of people make hams also. So there's a certain percentage, I guess, that have both. Are you guys turkey or ham, Celeste? Uh, We usually have some of both. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. Ruby, you just have turkey because you don't grow pigs? No, no pigs. Okay, there we go. (laughs) (laughs) And Helena, we already know, she steals them from the neighbors. So there we go. I'm Italian. We also have lasagna. Oh, you know, (laughs) I heard that Italians have turkey, ham, and lasagna. Is that true? Yes. Yes. No, we have we have ham at Christmas and Easter, or sometimes beef at Christmas. But we usually it's usually turkey and then you know some kind of pasta or macaroni with cheese dish. Oh, I got to tell you guys too. I'm Helena, hungry now. Helena can yeah. make really know, good lasagna good. pasta. She's a good lasagna pasta maker too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And are... if you follow our the um, Healing the Hungry Soul segment that we're having on Stable Scoop, we're going to come out with a new recipe that is super healthy and super Italian. We just discovered Don't it. Don't the Italian do that fishes thing before night, like, night before one of the holidays too? That's Christmas, the Feast of Seven Fishes. Do you do that with all the icky fishes? Christmas Eve. Yep. <laughs> what is it yep. exactly? Well, traditionally, you're not supposed to eat meat before, like, the high holy days and stuff like that. Fridays, if you're yeah. whatever. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> I stopped paying attention in <laughs> school. Um, so you you have seven different kinds of fishes on Christmas Eve. And it could be – and it, it varies from family to family. But you usually have, like, a white fish and then shellfish. And um, oh. we have, like, squid – and sometimes a dark fish. Like we're starting to introduce some other darker fishes like tuna or, or um, what do you call it? Uh, swordfish. Huh. Yeah. It's a big, yeah, it's a big, the Feast of Seven Fishes. It's very That's salty. Interesting. I've not heard of that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's a lot of fun because it's, you know, you, you do it like a buffet style, you know. So if you're a little Italian grandmother who's got to feed everybody, it's much easier to do the, do it this way because then the next day on Christmas mm-hmm. Day, you're serving a 12-course Italian meal for like 50 people. Oh, my God. <laughs> did, they, did they have clam Jeez. sauce over pasta too, I assume? No. No? No. No, no. Oh, no. Well, here, okay, wait, let me just say, we do sometimes have like, um, like mussels fra diavolo, so you have like a mussel sauce. So it is, yeah, like a red sauce over mussels, but not over clams. Huh. Oh, okay, all right. At least not in my family. <laughs> okay, so what's the score, Helena? It is Celeste 2, Ruby 1, and me 0. I just wanted to hear her say that again. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so, <laughs> so who's up next? I lost track now. Uh, I think it's Celeste. Me. Uh, I, oh, Selena? I think it's me. Oh. oh, Celeste? Okay. Celeste, okay. So, Celeste, the number of calories the average American consumes on Thanksgiving. Uh, multiple choice. Oh, this is a good one. 2,400, yeah. 4,500, or 5,400? Uh, I would totally go with 5,400. <sighs> oh, wow. That's incorrect. Helena for the steal. Yeah, what was the middle one? Uh, 4,500. 4,500. Yes, that is correct. Yeah. You get a point. Yay! Yay. <laughs> 4,500 uh, calories on Thanksgiving Day. <laughs> That's tough. <laughs> That's the average. That's the average, right? I mean, some people eat more. <laughs> yeah. So now, one piece of pie oh, and you're yeah. all done. Ruby's question ties into that. 
Are you ready, Ruby? Or no, yes. this would be Helena. This would be Helena's question. Yes, it's right? Helena. Yep. So, Helena, this ties into that. How many slices of pumpkin pie does it take to equal 4,500 calories? 6, 10, 14, or 30? How many slices of pumpkin pie does it take to equal 4,500 calories? Yeah, so like if you were going to get all your calories from pumpkin pie that day yep. on Thanksgiving, uh-huh. okay. would it be 6, 10, 14, or 30? 10. Oh, that's incorrect. What? That's incorrect. Uh, all right, so we'd go back to Ruby for the steal. Um, what's, what's one of the options? 14, Six, 10, something? 14, and 30. I'm going to go with 14. That is correct. Okay. Yeah, 14, <laughs> 14 uh, is the answer. But it only takes 14 slices to make, well, I guess that's a lot of slices of pumpkin pie. It is yeah. a lot of slices of pumpkin pie. <laughs> it's like that's two like a pies. pie and a half. Yeah, exactly. I figured 450, right? 10. I guess it depends whether you put whipped cream on top, like piled to the ceiling. Too, <laughs> yeah, right? yeah, and how much sugar you use. Jennifer makes the best right. pumpkin pie. She's really good at pumpkin mm, pie. I love pumpkin pie. I oh, love pecan I like apple pie. pie better. Do you? Ooh, apple pie too, yeah. yeah. Well, that ties in to our next question, which I think goes to Ruby, right? Yes, because we just had Helena, right? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yeah. So Ruby, <laughs> that ties directly into our next question. The three most name the three most popular pies for Thanksgiving. Um Apple pie, pumpkin pie, and pecan pie. <laughs> that is incorrect. Yeah. Celeste, do you want to try? Hmm. What's all the pie they have? Uh, see, the third one is going to be the hard part because I'm sure it is apple and pumpkin, but I'm trying to think of what the last one would be. Uh, oh, man, this is hard. <laughs> Celeste didn't know she signed right, up for a hard. It has to be a pie. Yes, the most popular pies uh, for Thanksgiving. Because we always we make pumpkin rolls at my house instead of pie. Oh, that sounds um, good. Yeah, I love pumpkin rolls. Yeah, that sounds good. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, I'm just gonna guess a random strawberry pie. I don't know. <laughs> Helena. Pecan pie. Pecans on the list. The, what are the other two? Oh, you, you're looking for the top, top three. three. See yeah. how easy ah. The top three would be, yeah, so apple, pumpkin, and pecan. Nope. That's incorrect. What? It's, you guys are going to be surprised. That's a, Ruby, that's a Ruby guess, isn't it? Yeah, that's right, and that's wrong. Mm. Uh, the actual answer is pumpkin first at 57%, pecan wow. at 14%, and sweet potato pies at 9%. Apples. <laughs> Oh, apple, no, is only, apple, potato pie. apple is only five percent believe it or not what? i know no, that's, that's what i said i like that's apple. Pie. I, I feel like pumpkin and sweet potato pie are the same thing <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is a dumb test <laughs> <laughs> did you expect anything different helena <laughs> yeah i put fair, it together fair enough. What do you thank want? you what are you all right celeste is <laughs> right, up so next what's the score two one and one okay still Two, one, and one. Right. Right. Uh, right? Well, let's just let's just make up scores. Let's do three, two, and one. (laughs) (laughs) Celeste, what is the average number of hours spent cooking for Thanksgiving? Oh, hmm. The average number. Um, Do I have a a time range, or I have to hit it spot on? Spot on. 
Okay. Oh. Um, and I guess this, I'm gonna this guess. Is the, there's a different answer for Italians, I think. <laughs> I'm going to guess 10 hours. Oh, that's wrong, but you're close. You're close, Helena. Oh. Um, six hours. <sighs> so close. Ruby. Um, nine hours. Oh, you're all incorrect. It's seven hours is the average number oh. of cooking. Um. Now, Italians would probably be, what, 30? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we start cooking at Easter for Thanksgiving. <laughs> now, this goes to you. I saved this one for you, Helena, because you are a New Yorker. Um, this question is for you. When was the first Macy's Day Parade? And I have multiple choice for you. 1902, hmm. 1924, or 1949? 1949. Oh, Helena. You're killing me here. I told oh, you I was going to lose. Confidently, too. Yeah, she did, like with authority. I'm trying to fake him out. I'm trying to fake him out. What part of I'm going to lose don't you understand? <laughs> It was 1924. Was the I have a genius IQ, answer. but I suck at tests. 1924. Did you ever get to go to Macy's Day when you lived there? Nope. I have never been to a Macy's Day parade. Really? I, wow. Yeah. Nope. Interesting. Well, we tend to stay away. You know what it is? You stay away from the city when they have those big events because everybody who's not from the city comes to them. You know what I mean? Yep. yep. It comes crazy. It's tourist so. day. Yeah. yeah, so uh, we just no. My family never did those things. Do you still go back to New York for Christmas time though? Is it a is it a favorite time to visit the city? Um, well, most of my family spread out now. We're going back for Thanksgiving. Are you? Um, yeah, but you know what? I do like to go down to the city for um, a couple times a year for just stuff, go shopping or to eat or see a play, something like that. As a tourist, it's nice to be a tourist now. Yeah. <laughs> Because yeah. I'm not an angry New Yorker anymore. <laughs> uh, she, she's an ang- angry New Englander now. There's a difference. Uh, uh, that was, that's a Yankee. <laughs> Specifically a swamp Yankee. But no, I'm not. I'm neither of those things. I'm a transplant, so I, I get the benefit of, of being nothing. <laughs> All right. So, so let's uh, head over to who's next? Ruby? I believe it's me, Ruby. Yep, okay. Ruby, okay. How many people watch the Macy's Parade on TV every year? 50 million, 75 million, or 100 million plus? Um, 50 million. That is correct. Ruby, you're kicking butt here. Ruby's kicking butt. Another one right. She's leading the way today. Okay, Celeste, three most... All right, I did that one already. How about this? How many towns in America have a turkey, have turkey in their name? It is part of the name of the town. Is like it, Turkey Town, USA? Yeah, yeah, that's correct. It's like that. Uh, is oh it four, God. six, or ten? Uh, six. Incorrect. <laughs> so, uh, oh, one was enough, Glenn. God. Alina, Alina, what do you think? Four, six, or ten? Catch up six. Here. Well, no, don't pick sorry. six, Helena. I, no, just I know. <laughs> I, I, that's what I was saying. See, my mouth and my brain don't work together. I, I was like, she just said six. So I'm going to say four. Yes. Helena gets Yay! a point. <laughs> and they are Turkey Creek Village, Louisiana, Turkey Creek, Arizona, oh. 
uh, Turkey City, Texas, and Turkey Town, North Carolina. How would you like to live in Turkey Town? <laughs> to go to Turkey Town, wow. North Carolina. I want to go. I'm going to Google that right now. That'd be a fun one. Turkey All town. I can it's imagine turkey is town. turkeys running around everywhere. Everywhere. <laughs> What do you think they do there? I don't know. Turkey Town. They watch North turkey Carolina. movies? <laughs> <laughs> so see. now we're heading over to Celeste, right? Am yeah. I, yep. How many fires occur every year cooking Thanksgiving dinner in America? 10, oh. 69, or 123? Um, 123. Yeah. What do you guys think? Do anybody have a guess? What were the options? 10, 69, or 123? 69, I think. Correct. 69 is right. Do you think that's gone up in recent years? Do you think with fried turkeys, that's gone up a lot in recent years? Uh, That's what I thought. That's what I thought. Thought for sure. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. you see all those videos on YouTube of people burning the house down with their fried turkey, right? Uh, well, didn't you almost do it one year ago? I almost did that one year. Yes, I almost did. I yeah. love frying turkeys, and we had the turkey fryer going. What I didn't realize, and this was in my brother-in-law's garage, we were doing this. Oh my god! Nice. We, we, sure in the garage. we stuck the turkey in. The temperature was correct, but when you put the turkey in, you have to pull the thermometer out of the oil and then put it back in. What we didn't realize was that the thermometer went into the turkey. So what it was registering was not the oil temperature, but the inside of the turkey temperature. So when we went out to check on the turkey a little bit later, there was smoke everywhere. It was this billowing smoke coming out. And (laughs) we finally realized what happened. We pulled the turkey out and the temperature of the oil was at 525 degrees. It bursts into flame at 540 Oh my God. Uh, wow. So we were 20 degrees away from burning the house down. So, yeah. Wow. We saved the turkey. And Happy Thanksgiving. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. <laughs> we were, they never let us uh, fry a turkey there again, by the way. All right, I got to stop you, Glenn. <laughs> yes. Hold on a minute. <laughs> Who was the last person that got the point? Was it Ruby? Yes, Ruby. It was me. Okay. Yeah, Ruby. So I'm trying to keep do my job here. And you're talking about burning your house down. <laughs> <laughs> How so be was careful. It wasn't that bad. We were able to save the turkey. It actually really? needed to be cooked some more, but huh. the skin was really crispy, which is good anyway, <laughs> right? So, oh my gosh! All right, uh, we are heading off to who next? I think Helena. Helena. Yeah. Uh, Helena's going to hate this one. She hated the pie question. She's going to really hate this. <laughs> Name the top three most popular side dishes. Oh. Well, you know the top two. They're easy. I don't know the top two. I only know mashed potatoes. There, that's number one. Ding, 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 ding. And then the next one. Oh, oh come on, this I, is easy. Mashed potatoes. I guess. I guess. I mean, we have sweet potatoes. Maybe that's why sweet potato pie was such a big player <laughs> in the pie portion of this test for some reason. Yeah. Is Maybe that your is things? that your final answer? No, there's three, you said, yes, right? Yes. Um, and I said mashed potatoes is number one, which everybody would have guessed. Yeah. Well, oh sure. Take away from me the one thing I get right. <laughs> so Helena has to get. Um okay, so I'm gonna say mashed potatoes, green beans, and oh, 
Oh, and cranberry sauce. Is that does that count as a side? You got what? two of the three right. You, I got, you got mashed potatoes and green beans. Tell her what she missed, guys. Stuffing. Stuffing. Exactly yeah. right. Stuffing is not a side. It, it is a side. With the turkey. No, it's not. <laughs> it goes inside the bird's belly. Should we oh, give it man. to her? Because sweet potatoes was number four. Uh, that was number four. Uh, that's close. Yeah. Dude, but- stuffing is stuffing because it goes in the bird. Stuff it in there. It's not on the side. Then that's just called bready goodness. With green. Do you guys put? So much, oh, you know I. Do I know too. I do too. And I do too. Let me yeah. ask you guys. Do you? Um, the Jennifer's mom, and I hope she doesn't listen to this. She knows I don't like her stuffing because she puts raisins in it, and I can't stand raisins in this stuff. Oh, Jennifer's had this discussion before. Oh, I hate raisins See, in this stuff. I don't. My mother-in-law. She puts cranberries in it, which is better than raisins, but yeah, still not my favorite. Yeah. Why is it mother-in-laws do that? Why stuffing. can't they just leave the stuffing with like <laughs> onions and celery like it's supposed to be? Uh, yeah, well, they're good in it. And then there's some people that put fish in it. I can't do that either. Oh, oh, God. Who would do oh, that? Well, there are. Helena, do the Italians put any, any seafood in it? No. Okay. We do... Um, celery and it's actually pretty basic no yeah. there's nothing um nothing the gravy it. is good though i'll tell you mm. the gravy is good that you put on uh, no sometimes wait the one sometimes... thing i look forward to every thanksgiving <laughs> mm. yeah because stuffing is one of those things unless you're doing stovetop you don't do stuffing any other time of the year right uh, yeah, you're yeah, not yeah, making not. homemade sometimes stuffing i don't know why not i don't it's either so it's good delicious. Yeah. <laughs> either. it should be an every friday night dish to make it do you know the, some other times of the year? The one year we did a Paula Deen Thanksgiving, and we took all of her recipes, and one of the recipes was deep fried stuffing. So you made the stuffing the traditional way, and then you battered it and deep fried it. Um, oh my god! <laughs> so like that. Can't like decide a, if that's great or horrible. <laughs> it was actually really, really good. Uh, it was really, really good. I got to tell you, it was good. Just saying. But anyway, the top uh, t- side dishes, mashed potatoes, stuffing, green beans, sweet potatoes, butternut squash. Mm. Oh, uh, I love butternut squash. Number six, I can't believe. I want to know if anybody here eats this at Thanksgiving. Brussels sprouts. Love Brussels sprouts. Really? Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Our family always does Brussels sprouts. You guys like are all sick. And all that good. Brussels sprouts are gross. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I'm with I you. Used to I like them, gross. but we do always have them. <laughs> I love them. I love them. I used to think they were gross, but then Buck showed me how to saute them in um, a pan, like a big frying pan, and they yeah. get all toasty and crispy, and I've changed hmm. my ways. Ugh. Yeah. It's something about the texture of like tiny cabbage heads that I just can't get over. Yeah, me too. I'm yeah, with you. and it's very bitter. Uh, yeah, they get yeah. stuck in my teeth too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you guys are a bunch of wine and babies. <laughs> <laughs> Onions, carrots, beets, and broccoli round out the top ten. Onions, yeah. onions. I think awesome. <laughs> You know what they do, and this is very popular in certain parts of the country, is they use those little tiny onions, the little canned things. 
Oh yeah. The, 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 like, Which, what are they? There's a name for yeah, them. Yeah, there's a name for them, and I can't think of what it is. But yeah, they cook those. I can't stand them. But, but then they may them. as well do Brussels sprouts because that's practically the same thing. You're, They're you're baby right. Foods. They are in the same baby family. Foods. I think you're Thanks. right. You're right. Okay, we'll just do uh, one final question here, and we'll see who can get the closest. All right. And I think Ruby's all got right. it wrapped up here anyway. But yeah, I think <laughs> <Yeah>. Ruby's won. <laughs> How many cranberries do you find in a can of cranberry sauce? And now we're talking the jellied cans, which, in my Ugh. opinion, is the only kind of cranberry sauce. But um, that's gross cranberry sauce. <laughs> oh, that's the only oh, kind. Cranberry sauce, and cranberry sauce in it, unless it looks like the can that it came out of. That's right. If it's got ugh. stuff and, and <laughs> ch- chunks in it, ugh. Um, <laughs> my mom used to make both, and she always wondered why she was the only one out of our entire family that ate the, the chunky kind. We just always <laughs> ate the, the non-chunky kind. Um, I'm making the chunky cranberry sauce sound real appealing, aren't I, Helena? <laughs> so, so how many cranberries do you find a can of cranberry sauce? Anybody have a guess? Um, I'll give it to you within 20. 100, no, 1,500. Way high. No, oh, okay. I was going to guess uh, about 150. You're close, Helena. I'm going to say 180. Yep. Helena, you get it. <gasps> Yay! It, it, was two, it was 200, so you were really close. You were okay. really close. Yep. Well, I just I just made opened a a bag of cranberries yesterday and made I make cranberry relish, which is really good. good. Yeah, I take a bag of cranberries and um, an orange and half cup of sugar, and I put it in the blender, and you blend it up. Sometimes I put a splash of orange. That sounds delicious. It (laughs) is so good. It's so so good. Um, and, but the bag, I, I can't say I counted the number, but I eyeballed and it looked about 180. So (laughs) there you go. (laughs) I do have a question before we let you guys go. Thank you so much for playing today. It was a lot of fun. Uh, I have a question for our Turkey girl, Ruby. (laughs) Ruby, there I saw a thing that was a true or false question. Turkeys can drown if they look up in the rain. Is that true? I don't think that's true, but I will tell you, um, you cannot have turkeys and ducks together because ducks, you know, they need a pool of water. And yeah. my dad learned that lesson because the turkeys, Uh-oh. they can drown themselves in the duck water because they don't know how to stand up. So oh, there's an element of truth to that. <laughs> but So what you're saying is exactly turkeys do- on the intelligence scale are not real high? No, not really, but we've kind of dumbed them down with domestication and all that. The wild turkeys are actually kind of smart. Okay, got it. All right, good. But a lot smaller. <laughs> There's a lot of yeah. humans that have been dumbed down with domestication, too, so uh, <laughs> I, I, I get it. Well, thank you guys so much for playing, and thank you for being auditors. We really appreciate it, and I noticed that you both— Ruby, your dad broke your eight horse radio network mug. And yeah. Celeste, I don't know what you did with yours, but um <laughs> I won one one time and I told you I don't drink coffee, so I talked you into giving me a saddle pad instead. Well, we'll <laughs> make sure you both get mugs for playing today. Oh yeah, yay. So you'll you'll have, <laughs> your, you'll have your horse radio network mugs. Thank you guys. That's fun. Well, Helena, that's it for this week. Where can people find you? You can find me working hard at sparkleandboom.com. We are um, where we're doing creative marketing services for small businesses. 
thank you to Helena has done almost all the graphics and press releases for the Radiothon. She has, so uh, when you go to the website, you're going to see her work, uh, and she does a great job. So if you need anything, any help with your business whatsoever that involves online anything, just contact Helena and the gang over there. Sparkleandboom.com. And, of course, you can find Stable Scoop at StableScoop.com. And our recorded version of our shows you can always find on our app at uh, iOS or Android. Just search for Horse Radio Network. It's free, and it's easy. It's the simplest way to pay attention to our shows. Be sure to check out all the shows on the Horse Radio Network. So we got now nine of them. So nine of them now. We're adding. We're going to be adding a couple more too in the first of the year. So stay tuned. That's it for this week, Helena. That was plenty. There will be more next week. Until then, happy scooping. <laughs> <laughs>